welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for joining us. This is your source for market intelligence, forecasts, and strategies. And of course, we're talking commercial real estate. Our show today is how real estate decisions impact your business. Now, one thing I've learned through life and through business is if you add value to the people around you, it will add value to your life. We're going to add value to your life or to your business today if you own, operate, or lead a business. And we've certainly found that a lot of our listeners and viewers are running companies. They're leading companies all around the country, and they've appreciated what they've learned. Well, today we're going to go over a lot of things very quickly that can add value to your business. Basically, some real estate strategies that will really add value to your top line and your bottom line number. And real estate needs to be looked at as an opportunity, really not a liability or something that, oh, I just have to deal with, because there can be a lot of opportunities there. We're gonna share how location, design, access, visibility, and lease terms in the class of space can really impact your business. We're going to also talk about occupancy costs, what they should be, how they impact your business, and several ways to possibly control your occupancy costs. We're going to look at some ways to negotiate extremely important flexibility clauses in your lease. You're also going to be able to talk about and make good decisions about lease versus purchase decisions that are important for your business and if you're a closely held corporation uh, for your personal income goals. And then we're going to talk about some of the top mistakes that you don't want to make, right? Let's avoid the mistakes that can cost your company big problems. Well, first of all, let's, let's get our heads straight right here. Uh, I, I interviewed Darren Billsborough about his book, um, Don't Worry About the Rent. And one of the things in his book he talks about is that Look, don't look at real estate as a necessity, something you have to do deal with. Look at it as an opportunity. And he suggests in his book that you may be able to completely offset the cost of your occupancy cost and your rent by improved numbers in your business if you make the right real estate decisions. We're going to talk about a lot of those today. So what might you be able to do with good real estate decisions? You might be able to accelerate the growth of your company. You also might be able to improve the productivity and the efficiency of your people. And you might be able to reduce turnover cost and the associated cost with recruiting and retraining and having the situation with your customers or employees are dealing or your customers and clients are dealing with people who maybe are not that experienced because you're having to retrench. Also for recruiting, real estate can be very important with your recruiting process and with the war for talent that's kind of going on now in, in most markets, uh, that can be extremely important. Also, real estate can be a big impact on your brand and your reputation. So your brand and reputation to your customers, your clients, your employees, um, your lenders, your investors, uh, your competitors. I mean, it can be very important and we're gonna talk about that today. And whether you're in retail, office, healthcare, industrial, a lot of these concepts we're going to use today will add value to your business. So first of all, let's talk about an area of real estate decisions for businesses that become very, very important, and that's flexibility. So if you operate or run a business, you have probably already run into this. And if you haven't, 
you will, and that's the need for flexibility. You're going to need maybe more space. You're going to need more space for your retail or more space to, to, for warehousing, or you're going to need more office space. You're going to get some new clients and need to bring on new people, and you're going to wish you had more flexibility in your lease. So one of the ways to think about this as well is you could have the opportunity where you need flexibility, you need to downsize or you need less space, or the demographics have changed in your market and you need to move locations. Um, you may want flexibility, even do something different in your space, depending on the size and, the, and, and the, your company and what you do. So let's look at some of the ways to create flexibility. One is to have expansion rights and the first right of refusal. So let's take an example that you're in an office space and there's space around you that has other tenants in it. One of the things you might be able to do in your lease when you're negotiating is ask for a first right of refusal to lease space that comes available on the market. And a lot of landlords will do that and there's some various ways to do that. Your tenant rep and your lawyer will help you with that. Um, also extension rights, right? Options to renew your lease. As a tenant, You'd like to have as many renewal options as possible on your lease if your business is doing well there, uh, especially in some um, industries like healthcare um, and retail and others where your customers are used to seeing you where they see you and to have changed locations could have a negative impact on your business. So try to get as many options to renew as you can. Now, when it comes to options to renew, a, a few important things if you're running a business to think about. One is you'd like to have those options to renew for the most part at fixed rental rates, right? So if you're paying $38 a square foot, uh, your full service, and you have a lease renewal in five years, maybe it's at uh, annual escalations of two or three percent a year, but you you can count on that. You know you know what your OXP costs are going to be. You can plan for your business. So if you do have rights to renew your lease, which you want to try to get if you can, it's nice to have them at set rates because you may find a landlord prefers to give you, well, we'll give you an option to renew your lease, but it's going to be at then market rates. And here's a mechanism that we're going to use to determine what those rates are. Well, the problem with running a business is, well, you don't know what those rates are going to be. And in some markets, we've seen some pretty high rent increases. We're headquartered here in Atlanta. Most of our business is done in the southeast. Well, some of our clients that are leasing office space and industrial space have seen some real rent increases, some of the highest rent increases they've seen uh, since they've been operating their business in the last two or three years. So try to, when you can, have a set rate and not something that's, that's going to be set by some other mechanism. Another thing that's real important for your business, make sure you do not miss deadlines, right? Deadlines to exercise options to renew. And then I also would say some artificial deadlines, if you will. If you've got to give a 12-month prior notice that you're going to renew your lease at your current office space, well, you need to get out ahead of that and look at your options, look at your business. Decide what's important for your business with your space needs, with your efficiency, with your location, and get out ahead of that in plenty of time so that you do not miss deadlines. The worst thing that happened to your business is a time issue. You can really lose negotiation power when you just don't have time to make a decision. Now, 
Here's another point. And if you're watching some video, you might be seeing some slides. If you're listening uh, on the radio, uh, when you get back to your office or your home, check out commercialrealestateshow.com. Uh, we'll have some slides there. Um, the other option that you might want to try to get in your lease is an option to buy. So maybe you're leasing a freestanding building or a small building somewhere. And as a tenant, if you can get a free option to buy your building, absolutely go for it. Ask for it. Now, a lot of savvy landlords are not going to give you a free option to buy the property. As a landlord, it can really cause some issues for the landlord when they talk about financing or selling or really having the flexibility of, of dealing with the asset. So, but on the side, if you're a tenant, get it if you can. And again, just like your lease renewal option, if you can, get it at a set price. So if you can get a, a, a option to renew, I'm sorry, an op option to buy a property at a set price and you can sell the property for more, you can collect the spread. So options can be a great way uh, for sometimes a windfall for a business. Now, another issue that can be helpful is to have very flexible assignment and sublease rights. And along with that, your use rights. So let's say that you need more space or less space. You need to change your space. Well, if you can sublease your space and the uses are pretty flexible there, then you have more options to sublease your space. What a landlord wants is to control the uses that you can use that, that space for because he wants to know what you're doing there, especially if it's retail. So to have more flexibility in your lease, you don't know what's going to happen down the road for your business. Try to have flexible use rights so you have more options to renew. Try to have flexible sublease rights so that you have those rights to put another tenant in there. Flexible assignment rights. And you may want to also have flexible license rights. And license rights, or maybe you're just going to license a desk. Uh, there's a company that we had on the show called Pivot Desk, and they help you rent desk. Uh, so that shared office space can be another way to create flexibility. Well, stay tuned. We're going to have more on how real estate decisions impact your business right after this message. Stay with us. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial real estate? You're invited to contact Bull Realty for customized asset and occupancy solutions. Call 404-876-1640 or visit bullrealty.com. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for being with us. Today our topic, how real estate decisions impact your business. We're talking about ways that you can use real estate to increase your top line numbers and your bottom line numbers and make better real estate decisions for your business. And now we're going to talk about controlling costs, which is always very important to a business to understand and control costs. Before we go there, I'm going to follow up on a few flexible items, flexibility issues that I didn't get to in the last segment. Now keep in mind, as you're negotiating leases, a lot of the power that you have or don't have to negotiate favorable terms is going to be dependent on the strength of your lease and your credit, the size tenant you are, how much the building landlord needs you in the space, how much they want you in the space. So 
keep in mind that before you start this process, you ought to think about all the various things that could help your business down the road and immediately and organize those, prioritize those, and think about with, your, with the market and the sector and the space that you're in, how much negotiating power are you going to have so you can really concentrate on the things that are most important to your business. And back to flexibility, one of the things that can help with flexibility is to have a cancellation right. So maybe that you, to get as, as much tenant improvement dollars, contribution from the landlord to build out the space to fit your needs as you could, you went with an initial term on your lease of say 10 years. Well, maybe like the flexibility of buying out that lease in five years so that if something changes in your business, you have that right. Depending on the size of your lease, I mean, it might be a million dollars or a hundred thousand, or maybe it's a small space and it's, you know, $20,000. But if you can negotiate those things, think about the impact on your lease, right? Because what a landlord, a lender, investment broker has to look at, a landlord rep, is that if you have the right to cancel your lease, then the initial term is that term. Um, and so it will impact the value and the kind of deal you get. But depending on your business and what you think it happened down the road, it can be important to try to negotiate a cancellation right. Landlords hate it. Um, another flexible situation is to have a flexible design. Right? As you know, everyone that's in commercial real estate or running a business knows that office space design has really been changing and flexibility is really key. So when you're designing the space, when you're picking out furniture, when you're looking at everything involved with your new space, think about flexibility. For example, you might want to have one room that can be used for two or three different purposes. Maybe at some point it's in the summer it's, it's handling interns that are coming and doing work. Um, maybe it's for training at other times. You know, maybe it's, it's dividing into two rooms at other times. So try to create as much flexibility in your space as you can and with your furniture. Think about that when you're doing it. All right, let's move on to controlling costs because that's what's important to everybody, it seems, is understanding ways to control costs. And again, it's going to depend on the strength of your credit and your company in the marketplace to see what kind of controls you're going to get. We're going to just touch on a few ideas to, for you to consider. First of all, when you think about controlling costs, don't go overboard, right? I mean, if you just concentrate on cost, you may lose the big picture, right? As we opened the show, we talked about the importance of how your brand and how your company can be looked at related to your space and the building and your location, how it can impact recruiting and retention and morale and efficiency. So when you're looking at costs for real estate, take all that into account because it may be that you want to be in that class A space because it's going to help your business and it's going to offset the additional costs. Now, when you get to setting that budget, one thing to consider is rent to revenue ratios, meaning that if you look at your industry and the people that you do compete with, um, your tenant rep can tell you kind of a range that the rent to revenue ratios of people in your industry are paying. So that you know what that is, so when you're setting a budget, you can at least consider it. Now you've got to adjust it for the market area and the market that you're in, but it can be a good guidepost, if you will, because think about this, if your competitor 
you have a lot more cost there than your competitor. Maybe they can undercut you uh, on a bid, or maybe they can outpay you when recruiting someone. So think about asking your, ten your tenant rep for rent-to-revenue ratios in your industry. Another thing is when you're comparing space, be careful. Some tenants we see will look, just concentrate more on the, the rent per square foot, and you know that's just part of the cost. You really need to look at the overall occupancy costs of each location, right? You might be comparing a gross lease to a net lease or a modified gross lease. You might be looking at different size spaces. You might be looking at different incentives from different landlords, different build-out um, incentives that they're contributing to your build-out. So the best thing to do is look at the overall cost of occupancy, including insurance, including utilities, including you know the actual move. Look at all the things that will determine occupancy costs, not just rent per square foot, and then you can bring that down to a net present value. Tenant reps like us around the country can help you with that process. So at least you're comparing the math on an apples to apples basis. Now, another thing to controlling cost is to look at CAM cost and controlling them. CAM, Common Area Maintenance. It's been around for a long time in retail leases where you pay a, a base rent and you pay a common area maintenance or CAM cost on top of that. Office rents have really gone that way as well where a lot of office uh, buildings are asking you to pay a base rent and then a CAM that's separate or at least there's going to be expense stops and things in your lease. So you need to understand common area costs and how they're divided. So one of the ideas is to cap the amount that those, those, increase, those can increase each year. So if you can, you're, maybe you're trying to cap all the CAM cost, and maybe you're trying to cap it at 2% or 3% or whatever it is for your marketplace and the power of your negotiation that you have. Make sure that it's non-cumulative and not cumulative. That can be one word change in your LOI and in your lease. That can be a big difference down the road in cost. So giving you an example, if it's cumulative, you might be able to say, hey, the, the rental increase, the increases in CAM were 1% this year, they're 1% next year, um, and they were able to, to raise them 3% a year. Well, they only raised them 2% in two years. So now in that third year, they can really raise the cost. And you might think, you know what, I don't think my landlord would do that. That sort of thing will look. The market can change. Um, the uh, ownership can change. And they can come in and look at their rights. So don't think that when you're a tenant and you're running a business and you're negotiating that lease, that you may have the best landlord in the world and the best relationship there's a possibility he's not your landlord down the road, so you need to protect your business with a long-term aspect in mind and trying to include provisions that control costs in CAM can be very helpful. Now there's other ways to try to exclude things that might be in CAM. Maybe they're in capital expenditures, maybe they're leasing commissions, maybe they're legal. There's lots of things that you might be able to try to exclude out of CAM that the landlord can pass along to you. And if they won't put a cap on some of the fix the expenses that they can con that they can control, maybe they will cap the expenses that they can control. So think about controllable expenses and non-controllable and look look really closely at that. Work well with your tenant rep and your lawyer to try to get um, protection on those increasing costs. Well stay with us. We'll have more on how real estate decisions impact your business. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show.
Check out Valuate, a real estate analysis program that can be easily shared with colleagues online to do what-if analysis. Visit GetValuate.com. That's GetValuate.com. Are you in commercial real estate brokers? Check out Apto. Created by and for commercial real estate brokers, Apto is the leading web-based platform for managing relationships, properties, listings, deals, and back office. Visit apto.com slash CRE show. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. Our topic today, how real estate decisions impact your business. And our guest is Michael Bull. Yes, it's me. I'm going to share my tips with you. And next, we're going to talk about lease versus purchase decisions. Um, that seems to be a big talk topic with a lot of companies. We'll, I'll give you my thoughts on that. Before we go there, let me give you a couple more ideas about controlling cost on your space. One of those is to, when you're looking at different locations and buildings, consider the energy efficiency of the space in the building. You know, is it a LEED certified building? Are there other certifications that show that the building that you're in has some cost savings built into how the buildings operate? I know I see going to a lot of buildings and you see just a lot of utilities and things just being wasted. But when you talk to some of the great property managers that are out here listening to this show today, and they talk about saving one hundredth of a penny per milligram of this energy and that energy, and they get a sparkle in their eyes. That's what you want, right? Because those costs, and you're a tenant, you're going to be paying them, whether you're paying them directly to the utility companies or you're paying within your CAM, they're going to be passed along to you. So think about the energy efficiency. And I like what Darren mentioned when he was on my show that, that uh, wrote the book that I mentioned earlier, about um, don't worry about the rent is the title of his book he mentioned also that the HVAC systems and things can be very important to the productivity and the health of your employees right and you know if they're healthy and they're happy they may be working more efficiently another thing that comes up a lot in controlling cost are guarantees and you know I could talk for half a day on, on some of these subjects and I'm gonna make this brief but here's some ideas on guarantees. First of all, if you're a small tenant going into a large multi-tenant building, you're probably going to have to fully guarantee personally that lease. You're going to have to look the landlord in the eye and say, hey, you're going to build this out for me. You're going to let me run my business in here. I guarantee you I'm going to pay you. Just face it. Now, if you've got a larger business, maybe there's some other alternatives. So I'll give you a few ideas. First of all, you might be able to ask for a guarantee that burns off, they call it, right? That you say, look, I'll sign a 10-year lease. I know you're going to invest a lot of money building this out. You're going to amortize a lot of that up at the front end. So if I pay my rent on time and I don't default and I'm a good tenant for three years or five years, let's have that personal guarantee burn off there at that point. Another idea could be that you limit your amount of personal guarantee to a set dollar amount. Maybe that dollar amount is tied to some cost that the landlord has. He owns the building, the space is there to lease it to you. He may have some uh, some cost for the transaction. He may have some, some build-out costs and things like that. So maybe limit your guarantee to that. I've even seen another guarantee that I've used. Uh, it was if you're, you're a tenant in my building and you can't pay, 
but you get out so I can rent it to another tenant. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't go after you personally on the guarantee, but if you're not going to pay me and stay in the space and I have to go through eviction, you owe me the full guarantee. So there's a lot of ways to work through guarantees. Don't just not lease to a tenant if you're a landlord or not lease from the landlord because they want a full guarantee. And you, I get it, right? The landlord wants the tenant to fully guarantee everything. The tenant doesn't want to guarantee anything. If the business can't pay it, he doesn't want to pay it. There's ways to work that out. All right, so let's talk about lease first purchase. First of all, who should do it? Most businesses should rent. They should lease. And there's a lot of reason. Flexibility. There's more options. Also, you make more money typically investing in your business than you will in real estate. Think about it. Some businesses might sell for six times EBITDA, for example, right? But the uh, someone buying real estate might sell for even a 6% cap rate. So, you know, you're getting a 20% return buying the business and a 6% return buying the real estate. You know, you probably want to invest in your business, right? Now, there's are some alternatives to, to buying. Um, and one of the things that I hear from a lot of businesses that they really want to buy, they want to buy. And the choices when they're buying can be limited. The most important thing is that your business is in the right location. It has the right look, feel for recruiting, retention, for brand, for all the things we've talked about today. And when you're leasing, you're going to have more options to find the right space. As an example, uh, when I started my business almost 20 years ago, I bought a building. It was the perfect building for my company at the time. We were local to Atlanta. We were on a major road on Piedmont. It had great visibility. I bought it, renovated it. It was great for us. We grew and grew, and we were able to move tenants out and expand in the space to finally we outgrew it, and then we had to move. So when we moved, we I couldn't find anything that was perfect for my business, for my brokers, for my clients and employees. So we leased. We're on the top floor, great Highwoods building, great landlord Highwoods, thank you. And it works well for my business. I still own the building. So we're going to take a short break. We'll get back. We'll talk about some flexibility, some great ideas of why you might want to buy your real estate. Stay with us. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. First Service Solutions, your CMBS borrow advocate. For requests, assumptions, consulting, and restructuring, call First Service Solutions at 817-756-7227. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for listening on one of the radio stations around the country. Uh, maybe you're listening to us on iTunes or the show website. Or maybe you're watching us, right? It's Commercial Real Estate TV. We're on our YouTube channel and commercialrealestateshow.com. Thanks for being with us. Our show today is how real estate decisions impact your business. I mean, And before the break, we're talking about lease-first purchase decisions. And as I mentioned, for most businesses, you should lease. It usually makes more sense. Now, there are some companies, closely held companies, and even large companies that prefer to buy. So let's talk about some ideas there. First of all, think about the equity you build up. We have sold so many buildings for companies that when they sold the building, they're like, whoa, this is a windfall. I can't believe this. 
because when they bought, they realized at the time that they could make a better return invest in their business. So they bought for various reasons, like controlling their space, controlling their occupancy cost. And it's seemingly they went and kicking and screaming to buy the real estate because they felt like they had to. But then just time flies as you're paying bills, right? As you're running the business, time flies. All of a sudden, 10, 15, 20, 25 years goes by. And now you may have created some real equity in real estate. And that can be to a great advantage to you as the owner or leader of the business. Maybe you're buying it in your own LLC and you're leasing it to your business. So the business writes off the lease. You're able to depreciate the, the rental property. So it can have some great advantages. Now, the building up of the equity, you know, I, I'm a proponent of buying real estate. I think real estate is one of the best investments out there, especially commercial real estate. There's some other advantages to owning your building. One is lenders like it. So if you bought a building and you've owned it five, ten years, what, what have you, and then you really want to, to raise some equity to expand your business, open additional locations, then lenders like that you have that asset um, that can help secure that loan. So it can be a great way to grow your business and use that asset. Another thing that can be great with doing that, buying your building, is to do a sell lease back. So let's say that you've had the business for a number of years, you're thinking about exit strategy, and you may want to consider selling the business, you may want to consider selling the real estate. Well, for the most part, every potential company can be different. But one of the things that we've seen is consider selling your real estate first, separate the tax years, and you sell the real estate to someone based on your credit, length of your lease, the building, its location, and things like that, then maybe they'll pay a seven cap, 10 cap, six cap, depending, like I said, on the location, the credit, and the lease. There are a lot of things in a sell lease back um, that will change the value of that property when you sell it. We'll put a link to an article I wrote about that down below on the website if you're watching or listening to the show there. But that can be a great way to raise capital and to to expand your business or if you're in that sellout procedure. Now, next year or whenever, when you sell the business, your business buyer doesn't have to buy the real estate and use his equity to buy the real estate. So you sell the real estate to the people who will pay the most for it and your business to the people who will pay the most for it. So there can be some great advantages to buying real estate and I am a proponent of it, right? I own some real estate myself. Well, let's talk about some things to consider when you're determining the location for your business. Obviously, you want to understand the demographics. Where are your clients? Where are your customers? Where are your employees? Where are the companies that you supply? You know, all the things that impact location. You also want to think about the psychographics. You know, the personality, the values, the opinions, the attitudes and lifestyles of the people in certain areas. Also, you want to think about the commutes and the drive time. And one thing that you might want to consider is the drive time of your customers and things going there. So instead of looking at a one or three or, or five or ten, year, uh, ten mile radius, uh, look at the drive time to get there because you might have a location that's near a freeway and you can get people from further away. The other thing to think about, and I like how um, 
it's talked about in the book I mentioned before, where they talk about agglomeration or clustering or putting your business near similar businesses. And you've noticed that fast food companies and restaurants, they've been doing that for years, the advantages there. But also people, for they're running uh, tech companies and other businesses that are using similar types of employees. You know, there can be some great advantages to clustering. Think about this, if all the tech employees, the, the high-tech type of employees that you use in your business are, are living maybe in the midtown area in town, and then you put your business or your business is located out in suburbia, well, you might have trouble with retention and recruiting. And you really want the best working at your business, don't you? So think about that. You may, it may be helpful for you to be near your employers and near, even near your competitors. Another thing that tenant reps like us around the country can do for you is a gap analysis, a retail gap analysis, a medical gap analysis, and tell you where there's openings, where there's opportunities for your business. So, you know, there's a lot of analytics out there right now, and you really want to take advantage of them. You also want to think about ingress and egress, people getting in and out. You want to think about mass transit. You want to think about adequate parking. You want to think about the anchors around you, what's attracting people. Uh, you also want to think about traffic counts and visibility. And I know I'm, I'm talking about a lot very quickly, but a lot of our listeners and viewers out around the country are very experienced. So I know most of you know about all about this. If you have further questions about this, I know I'm hitting a lot very quickly. Feel free to email me at michael at bullrealty.com. I can give you some more information on any of this. And stay tuned. I'm going to have some mistakes that you want to make sure you avoid when you're making real estate decisions for your business. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Excelligent, the resource professionals like CCIMs, CBRE, JLL, Colliers, and Bull Realty use for market intelligence. Commercial Search is the site to market and find available properties to buy, sell, or lease all over the country. Visit CommercialSearch.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Today, we're talking about how real estate decisions impact your business. You know, I've, like I said in the beginning of the show, I've learned in life and in business, if you add value to the people around you, it will add value back to your life. So we're going to talk about some tips, some mistakes that you want to avoid. And also, before we do that, I'm going to give you some resources. I'm going to give you three books that I recommend. One is called The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, and he's is now called The E-Myth Revisited. And for those of you who have read this book, you know how great it is. So if you're running a business, I think you'll enjoy the book. Now, getting a little bit more toward real estate, I had mentioned um, the book Don't Worry About the Rent by Darren Billsborough. That is a very cool book. You really, if you operate, lead a business, check out that book. It's very good. Another book that I really like is Negotiating Commercial Real Estate Leases by Martin Zankel. The neat thing about this book, Martin did a good job of looking at each negotiation factor in a lease and looking at it from the landlord's view and looking at it from a tenant's view. So you've got to get an understanding of the other side and why they want what they want. And it gives you some ideas to work it out. There's always a way to work it out if you have willing uh, people that want to lease space, right? 
or buy and sell property, I believe. All right, so let's, I'm gonna give you some tips to close the show here, some, some mistakes to avoid, if you will. First of all, start much earlier than you think you should. You know, when you start thinking about the process, you know, a tenant rep like us, when we come out to look at your business, we wanna interview all the top people in the business. We wanna know about your industry and how you fit in there. We wanna know about your plans. We wanna know about the future. You know, we want to try to determine what's going on well with your space, what's not, what's the perfect world. So there's a lot of prep there. Then we want to look at, well, what, what's the market look like? What are the options out there to lease, to buy, build the suit? What are all the options? Then we got to get, get the, out, the leadership out and start look, and looking at these properties. After we've created a short list, then we look, go ahead and look at these properties. And, you know, and I could just go on and on. The process just can take a lot longer than you think. You, you know, you've got the build out, you've got the permitting, you've got the uh, bids from the contractors, you've got the lease to negotiate, you've got so much to do. Just start a lot earlier than you think. That's my number one tip. Number two tip, a tenant rep should be used. A lawyer should be used. I recommend that they both specialize in the property type that you're in. So if you're industrial, they're industrial. They're retail, they're retail. Now, if you're in a small market, they may be their commercial real estate. Okay, fine. But if you're in a larger market, you know, a lawyer and a tenant rep that do retail every second of the day are going to add more value. Uh, so look at that. And make sure they can work together well. You don't want them in separate silos. You want them working well for the benefit of you, the client. Okay, another tip is also make sure you understand who represents you and who doesn't. If you just go to a building, you're a doctor, you have a healthcare practice, you're leasing from the building and their rep, they represent them, they do not represent you. Make sure you understand that. Another tip is go ahead and have a tenant rep like us around the country. Go ahead and look at all your lease and all your space and go ahead and identify the market and your needs and the important dates in your lease so you don't miss those dates. Like I said, we went over a lot of information very quickly. So um, if you want more information on any of these topics or any of these discussion points, shoot me an email at michael at bullrealty.com and we'll be glad to get it to you. And thanks for following us on Twitter at bullrealty and at CRE underscore show. And if you're on LinkedIn and Facebook and all that, please join us there. We'd love to hear your comments on this show and all of the other shows that we're doing. And be sure and join us next week. We're going to have the National Association of Realtors Outlook for Commercial Real Estate. You don't want to miss that. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty, Asset and Occupancy Solutions. Excelligent, building data everywhere. Valuate Online Investment Analysis First Service Solutions Your CMBS Borrower Advocate Apto The CRM For Commercial Brokers You're invited to contact these companies through the show website CREshow.com